this tray I've yet to partake from. Rene, sensing opportunity, reaches for the coke. Let me help you out with that, honey, he says, his face entirely too close to mine. He snorts two quick lines and passes the tray to George, barely looking at him. The room is eerily quiet as I scan the faces once more. We're in Walker's living room come kitchen, the six of us arranged on his perfectly circular couch like numbers on a leather clock face. A round coffee table is at the center of the couch, and it holds the group's detritus. George's scotch glass and bottle of Dewar's, Renee's pack of Davidoff's, Claudia's Dunhill Blues, Devaney's Newport's, Larry's Heineken, an enormous unsmoked joint, the aforementioned mermaid ashtray, a matching dolphin ashtray, my highball of wild turkey, Claudia's glass of red wine, Renee's Metoxa sidecar, which I helped him mix in an effort at chumminess, and Devonese vodka and cranberry. The tray of Coke never really settles on the table. It just keeps getting passed around like it's crowd surfing at a whole concert. The only way to get on and off the couch is by climbing over the back. The only person not on the couch is Walker, who is perched behind us on a bar stool tucked into a long counter. There's little doubt about the message the seating arrangement sends. He's the captain on this ship of fools. Hello? Is she alive? Yes, Walker, sorry, I say. What are you sorry about? I look around the room for another cue. Claudia is now focused on rolling a piece of lint between her thumb and forefinger. Go easy on her, Walker. She's just getting the lay of the land, Larry says. Walker ignores Larry completely and fixes his aviator sunglasses on me. Speak, for Christ's sake. My heart begins pounding so hard I can feel it in my ears. The strangers here probably wouldn't offer me more than mildly detached concern under normal circumstances, but now that everyone is coked up and drunk, I am little more than a buzzkill. I knew this outburst was coming one way or another. I knew from the books, the articles, the interviews. I've done my homework. Walker Reed does not suffer fools, and no one, not presidents, CEOs, law enforcement, gets a pass. I also know from said research that caving is worse. I square my shoulders to him and try to remain calm. I was just listening, Walker. If I'm going to be your assistant, I need to know the story. Walker stares at me now from over his sunglasses. His eyes are a pale steel blue. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, too. But I was enjoying it very much. Walker worries his Zippo around in his hand. I can make out the skull and crossbones on the front of it every other turn. He grabs a Dunhill Red from the pack in front of him. The room is so quiet that the shk of the lighter visibly startles Renee, who appears to run at two speeds, aggressively engaged or disconcertingly spaced out. Then crack a smile, dumbhead. George clears his throat and passes the tray of Coke to Claudia, who immediately passes it to Larry. Everyone is quiet, waiting to see what's going to happen next, including me. I'm not dumb, I stammer back, sounding far less convincing than I had hoped. Oh, that's right, Walker says. Alessandra here went to an Ivy League school. Devaney shifts uncomfortably on the couch. I can actually hear her teeth grinding. It's just so right here, on her thin resume. Walker pulls a piece of paper from a folder on the counter in front of him, and I visibly recoil. I'm a year out of college. 
The last thing I want is a staged reading of my resume in front of this crowd. I thought it was great, I say. Which part? He blows a cloud of smoke directly in front of him, seemingly unaware that it wafts directly onto Devaney's head. In truth, I cannot recall a single coherent passage from what has just been read to me, and I briefly wonder what Superman at Birch Press is tasked with making this book readable. All of it, Walker. It's really funny. All right. What does it remind you of? Which of my works does it remind you of? He takes off his Tilly hat and sunglasses and downs the rest of his chivas and water. Without his signature armor, aviators and hat, he suddenly transformed from iconic writer-slash-drug-addled playboy to unexpectedly sexy middle school math teacher. He's only in his early fifties. I didn't expect him to be almost completely bald. I can feel the clock ticking.